0: FM Podcast, this is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Courage is Contagious. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction righteousness, ruthlessness, to understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance, war is the teacher, soldiers are the students, they become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and tonight is Monday, August 28th, in the year 2023, continuing horrible news coming out of Lahaina, which we're going to talk about here shortly, as we also see America starting to really fragment deeper and deeper by the day. The lateral lines are being drawn between the idealistically foolish, foolish liberal left versus the core of America whose values are strong and anchored ultimately in Jesus. And it's really that simple. We are in a country now of division and it's getting worse and accelerating and unfortunately the pariah, the cancer of this nation is resting in one particular class of people which are the liberal left. There's no way to, a, to address it because they don't want to hear. They are constantly of the belief that this nation is horrible. They are constantly of the belief that they need to have open borders, let everybody in. They want to live through the nightmare that we are currently living in. They want that to be the new normal, and we can't coexist with them. So we're coming to a very powerful point now where we as Americans are going to have to have the courage to decide which way to go. I think an appropriate quote at this moment just to reflect on is that by Thomas Jefferson, in matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. And that's where we have to be. Patriots, before we get going tonight, be aware that we are in a difficult time and tyranny is on the move. We are dealing with a government that quietly and during the period of 2001, and the Patriot Act suspended habeas corpus, which means that they can ultimately arrest you and hold you for no particular reason and indefinitely without having the court have any say in how long or where you're held. We've seen that happen in January 6th. That means the government is the enemy of the people. That means we have to start making hard red lines and deciding what we stand for and what we believe. It also means you need to be prepared and you need to keep your skills up and you need to stay focused on what's coming. Patriots, right now, many Americans are feeling powerless. The economy isn't stable, crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge don't seem to even care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself, and that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and you still have a ton of practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers including 223 so that you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B A R D S, when you go to itargetpro.com right now. Again, 10% using your promo code BARDS plus free shipping. When you go to itargetpro.com, don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with itargetpro. That's the letter I target itargetpro.com offer code is BARDS. Yes, indeed. Pew, pew. We know what that means. And we're there. We're getting closer by the day as this country begins to unravel. So, Patriots, this is one thing, though, to keep in mind. We talk a lot about fear, and fear is one of those things that is a narcotic. Once fear starts, it seems like the whole crowd jumps on board with fear. All we have to do is look back three years to the spring of 2020, and we can watch how all the COVID idiots, COVID idiots are literally going to become the the coal of the entire nation. The fools that followed fear, they put on the mask and rolled up their sleeves to take the vax. And there you go. Now I have something I'm going to start with tonight, which is a couple of things we have seen to just to bring to your attention. Number one, in a in a know that Bardsfest Fest tickets are now on sale. If you didn't know that, they are on sale. Remember, this is a donation driven event. We have a recommended donation of a hundred dollars for three days. It's hundred dollars per person. However, like I always say, this is God's event, so no one is turned away. So if you can't afford a hundred dollars? Donate what you can. That's it. And we're doing great. Lots of people signing up. It's exciting. We're going to have a fantastic event. Lots of great speakers lining up, too. Super exciting. Tomorrow night, we have a fantastic speaker. I want you to make sure in our interview tomorrow night, I want you to make sure and tune in. It's Aaron Stevenson, whistleblower for DHS. Great story. He has. That's going to be good. And the other thing I want to bring to your attention is please keep your prayers up for Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny has experienced what we don't know, she's concerned, this is her words: so she is concerned that she may either have had a small stroke or potentially she has been poisoned. Now, this is very, very bad. Um, she's lost some feeling in her hands and the mobility and some balance issues. We truly did pray like crazy for her, and we will pray for her tonight on Fishers and get that going. But please keep her in your prayers. If you have an opportunity to reach across on her channels or where she is, Drop her a message, elevate her, raise her up, give her the courage that is needed right now in this difficult time. This is a lot going on in her life. And um, especially with the assault by the medical board of trying to suspend her license, all of which those people are lizard head criminals. Absolutely. And uh, they are all obedient slaves to the, to the lands of Lucifer. And I wish them all a very happy stay in the lake of fire, which they all deserve and have well earned. Now, Today in New York City, or actually probably yesterday in New York City, there was a massive uh, demonstration. New York City is starting to f- feel the heat of the pressures of the deep state that are trying to bring in all these illegals. Now, if you haven't heard what's going on, they have deployed the National Guard in areas, and I believe it's up near Staten Island, to now defend the illegals to protect them uh, from the people that are angry. So we are using our state assets that are partly paid for by federal government to protect illegals here that should not even be here. This is where the conflict is centered. I want to play this short little bit of report here um, on the events that happened over the weekend.
1: A demonstration over the ongoing migrant crisis quickly turns violent. Protesters throwing punches, kicking, even choking each other. This chaotic scene unfolded at the doorstep of Gracie Mansion on Manhattan's Upper East Side. The NYPD made several arrests. Eyewitness News reporter Lucy Yang live at Gracie Mansion. Lucy. Well, Sandra, the demonstration is over now, but the issue is far from over. What to do about the mounting crisis over migrants? Every day buses continue to pour into the city. And the problem is the city ran out of beds and funds a long time ago. And many taxpayers have run out of patience. Dozens took to Gracie Mansion Sunday afternoon and it got heated.
2: This is unsustainable
1: to cut through all the anger, it began with a rally over the migrant crisis.
0: Mayor Adams has said this is a sanctuary city, but Suffolk County is not sanctuary city. I pay 20 K in property tax to living home act.
1: Organizer Curtis Lee, criticizing Mayor Adams, who earlier this summer said he would welcome a few migrant families at Gracie Mansion if allowed.
3: The next day he flipped the script. And he said they tell me I can't do that. Who told you you can't do it? You're the mayor.
1: This crowd largely in agreement that immigration laws exist for a reason and must be obeyed. That President Biden has left the back door and front door open to this disaster. This is not left or right politics. This is a crisis that we have in our hands. And this is why we're here to sort of raise awareness that there is a humanitarian crisis.
3: We're all for legal migration, and we all have come from somewhere at some point. Uh, but this is unacceptable. Come on.
1: At one point, words got physical. Flags were stolen and stomped on as counter protesters tried to set them on fire.
0: So let's be clear. I don't want you to get confused in that report. Flags were taken and stomped on. Hmm. I wonder who did that. It sure as heck wasn't MAGA and it sure as heck wasn't pro-Americans. Those are the dirtbag left. Every one of those people who hates America, I literally am all in favor of sending them to Venezuela and let them live there. That's good with me. I have no problem. And this is literally what it's coming down to. But these people that stood there this weekend had courage. And, and this courage, as we say, is contagious. It's super important to get this. And what's really amazing about this protest, which is, should be very encouraging to everybody, is this was not partisan. This was people coming together in a unified topic that immigration system is broken. And it is broken. It is a disaster right now. And the problem is there's so many loopholes in this whole piece of how employers can hire illegals, how we can bring people across the border, how the government's using these angles to bring in terrorists and bring in and allow child sex trafficking. All of this is happening. All of this is happening. And it's happening right under our nose and they don't care. They're snubbing their finger at us because they don't think we have any power. But this this protest here in New York is significant because it's people of all parties coming together to stand boldly against what is truly evil. And, of course, as predictable, as predicted, it's the dirtbag left that wants to come up and take the American flag, stomp on it. Most of them are probably paid shills by George Soros money. But nonetheless, they're doing everything they can to be provocative and to stimulate a fight. And the great thing is there really wasn't any. All the people were doing and what they had to call the police for is because the people who had their flag stolen... Literally, we're trying to get their property back. But, of course, we know that the left doesn't believe in that. They believe in a collective ownership of everything. They want you to eat bugs. They want you to drink fake milk. They want you to eat biologically grown meat, which is probably going to come from fetal cells. And they want to tell you that it's beef. This is how sick we are, and this is how stupid they are. And it's truly important to understand that we are dealing with a retarded group of people in this nation. So, I just want to be very clear because I don't want to be misunderstood because I I really don't want my words misused against me and things people saying, well, you said that. And then I have to say, no, I didn't. So, I just want to be very clear. If you are a leftist, you are a retarded, feckless fool. You're a supporter of pedophilia and you're probably a pervert yourself. So, got that off my chest. So, I hope that doesn't, I hope there's no confusion left there as to uh, where I stand. These people are traitors to the nation, and they need to be treated like traitors all the way through. And that's that's just it. Now we are in a critical time right now of this nation. Many things are starting to fall apart, and as well internationally. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this piece here by Tucker Carlson. It's just a quick little snapshot of some of the things that we're currently facing.
3: border is
2: collapsing. NATO is going to collapse. Obviously, you can't have the main. The driver of NATO, which is the United States, sabotaged Germany's main source of cheap energy in Nord Stream. The Biden administration blew up Nord Stream.
0: And, the- and they did. So, this is the sort of wanton destruction and criminality that's running through our government as though the world is their oyster to, to harvest anytime they want, which is exactly what we don't want. Now, We are in a period right now of a massive awakening in this nation. And part of that is to come to the realization of what a criminal class of people are running this government. These people are psychopaths. I say this over and over, but they are literally psychopaths. They are willing to do anything and everything, including murdering a whole bunch of children in Lahaina. Now, that's getting worse. Is one of probably one of the worst reports I've heard so far of what's really going on. I want you to hear this. There's almost 2,000 children, like I said, still missing. Take a listen.
4: At
2: the Maui Police Department's forensic facility in Wailuku, where morgue operations specialists are actually loading mats and containers
4: um, with of bodies right now.
1: So, why is our police chief also our coroner? He admitted that on a press conference just the other day.
4: Legislation was passed that allowed the sheriff, a.k.a. the coroner, to cremate bodies in a new way. I'll go ahead and include the link so you can go ahead and look at those legislation bills. But in doing so, not only are there no descendants there to look for lost loved ones, such as where are the parents to the missing children? They're not there. Not only has this whole operation completely just uh, annihilated the indigenous people of Lahaina, but and doing what they've done, they've also completely disintegrated all traces of DNA. So yeah, if the math ain't mathing, let me help you out here. Not only is the coroner's office, aka the sheriff, making $800 for each and every person he stuffs in one of those containers that very well is one of these alkaline hydrolysis decomposing chambers. He's not only making $800 per, per person, but by eliminating all DNA, any surviving ancestors to those that perished in this fire, any surviving ancestors that live abroad, say in the mainland, they, they can never return home and state claim to their land because it's, it's surrendered over to the coroner's office. It's given, to, it's given back to the state. So, because there's no trace of evidence of the DNA this is disgusting you guys this is disgusting and i hope this helps somebody um we're at the end and if you don't know christ jesus now is the time to turn and repent to him and i'm talking to you elites more than anything you might want to stop what you're doing because christ jesus is coming back and it ain't gonna end well for you if you think what you've done to these people is just oh you just wait until you find yourself sitting in the lake of fire because that's what's coming for you if y'all you don't turn from your bulldog and repent of your evil and wicked ways.
0: Directed energy. It's all over the footprint of and fingerprints of that fight, of that fire. And it's coming out more and more. There are there are segments today that were coming out that how they spot shot every car is all over that location, not in the main body of the fire. These are these are cars where the glass has melted, the wheels have melted. And the problem, when you start following the comments, there's a lot of people waking up, but there's these other people that are just stuck in the narrative. They're like, well, I don't know. Could it have been the gasoline? Uh, Well, could could it have been just maybe the fire was a little hotter there in some other place? These are 3,000-degree fires. That's what it takes to melt that stuff, 3,000 degrees. Okay, that is, that's not small, and I don't know, Fahrenheit 451, if you've ever read the book, you know why it's titled that way, because that's the temperature in which paper burns. Paper is wood. So we are dealing with a fire that's literally six times, literally five to six times hotter than the than the amount of, the, or the temperature of wood, and that doesn't just happen by accident. I mean, this is crazy, and there's still 2,000 children missing. And oh, did I forget to mention that Oprah is there? Not that she has anything to do with satanic child sex trafficking. Not that anything at all. I mean, this is this is horrific. So we have we have got to keep Lahaina in the front of the news. Those people over there, and I'm just speaking to you in Hawaii, and I don't know who else in the country's saying this, but I'm telling you this from Barge Nation. You're us. We're you. We are sharing this walk with you as much as we can. We love you, and we truly are praying for you. And if it takes at some point that we've got to organize a fleet of boats to go take back your damn land from those despicable pedophiles, we will do it gladly. Don't worry. We'll do a board and sweep. Not a problem at all. So this is literally not acceptable. And the problem is that what is continuing to totally boil my blood is there's not a politician out here that's mentioning Lahaina. It's like, oh, it's a fire. No, it's not. Any more than hot winds blowing in my western side of the county, up in the hills where there's no transformers, managed to magically start five forest fires, three of which now have, and two of which now have grown to over two thousand acres in overnight. The entire valley is sent here with smoke, and it's always the same. It always happens at the end of August. It always happens on the west side, so the winds blow off the ocean and it blows across the freeway and heads towards the towns. This is only about 20 miles from the town. We're dealing with an unbelievable level of evil, and they're trying to normalize fires. Why are they trying to do this? Because we're coming into a climate lockdown. They want to justify it, and again, we're back to the retarded eco-friendly people that believe in drinking all this fake stuff and eating fake vegetables and eating fake meat and eating fake eggs and eating bugs, and crickets, and all that other good stuff, those people are the destruction of humanity. So I just want to say this, because I think it's important to qualify this in a very important way, and this is probably not a popular view, but (laughs) wait a minute, do I ever care? No, I do not, so don't worry. So here's the deal, and I just want to take you a little walk down memory lane, and the memory lane is this. If you will remember, and Bear with me on this, okay, because there's a lot of contention when what I'm about ready to say. But I want you to hear this from a different optic Is where we sit now on the eve of COVID stupid starting again and the mask idiots starting to gather themselves. I passed a woman on the road today that has a mask in her car. Okay, I mean, the, the ridiculousness is coming back. So if we recall, it was in April of 2020, might have been March, March or April of 2020. President Trump came out and did his daily debrief, and he brought with him this head of science and technology, which is called s and DHS, s He was a head of DHS, S&T. And what did he bring? What he brought to the discussion was three critical things, which at the time, if you will remember, almost everybody was foreign to what he was saying. He talked about taking hydroxychloroquine. He talked about taking chlorine dioxide, and he talked about having using light therapy for blood meaning they would t- pull some blood out of your system it circulates back in and they expose it to UV light not the whole thing just enough to get that ac- that process started so that the body could heal itself those three things the director of science and technology for DHS also told everybody at that meeting not to worry about things of the of this potential covid virus when we get to the summer because the sun will kill it and sanitize the entire places we're worried about Okay, all that was given to us. This follows almost five years of President Trump telling the world, telling the people of America, the media is the enemy of the people. Let's try that again. The media is the enemy of the people. I almost want to say all together now. So I think we've got that message pretty clear. The minute that he did that, the media went on a full tilt war against him for what he said, telling people that he was crazy, that he wanted to drink bleach, that he wanted to inject light into your veins, and that he was trying to advocate taking some sort of this HCQ stuff, which was going to cause you cancer and die, all based on fake studies and straight up lies. What follows is the nightmare of nightmares, because the American public doesn't believe President Trump. They believe the media. And I don't mean a few. I mean a lot. About 30% of the conservative base in MAGA fell, were unsatisfied with the solution and wanted a vax. That's very important to understand. You have over 90% of the liberal class wanted a vax. So everything that the media said, they fell in line with and they said, yes, but we want a vax. We'll never be safe without a vax. Now, if I was the president, I would be stuck with a pretty difficult situation of having to make a decision. What are you going to do when you know that you need the votes for this election and you have to create a landslide victory in order to force the deep state to expose their hand? All that should be pretty evident to people right now. That that election of 2020 was known to was going to be rigged they knew he was going to lose, and the fact is, they needed to get as many people voting so that it would force the deep state to do the impossible and the and the incredibly stupid, which is to bring all assets to the table and expose everything that they do to try to shake up this nation to realize how deep this corruption was. It's what, what I call the Kobayashi Maru scenario, which comes from Star Trek when Kirk was literally faced with a no-win scenario, and the only and the reason he was victorious over it is because he hacked the system. Trump's version of a hack. Was that he accelerated Operation Warp Speed? Now, tons of criticism. I'm openly critical of him pushing the VAX, except on one thing. And I've never, I've said this over and over. I've never had the right data to look at what I wanted to know. And that is, what's the sentiment every time that President Trump said, follow, take the VAX? My guess is every time he said it, more of his base said, no, I won't. Really important. Okay. But without it, 30% of MAGA, we're not going to vote for him. That's on us, not on him. And he never mandated the vax. Important. You see, as we've seen now, we've seen how massive this operation was. This isn't an operation that was started under Operation Warp Speed. This was an operation that began in 2012 in the bowels of DOD, tied to DH, or tied to HHS, Health and Human Services. They had planned this together with the CIA to coordinate an attack against America, to wipe them out and to eliminate them, which was what Hillary was going to do following Obama. Understand that. And... He tried to warn us. I'm going to give him full credit for that. But, but what? The but is America is brain damaged. There is a lot of people out here that are so deeply fragmented and programmed by this MK Ultra immersion that they've been in their whole life that they couldn't even hear what he said. So here we are. We're arriving now at COVID con number two. And we have, we have worked through this last few years and there's been all sorts of like Who did it? Who done it? We know where it came from. It didn't come from Trump. It started well before Trump. It started at the bowels of the DOD and the CIA working together to come up with a plan out of Fort Detrick, working with Fauci and other deep staters that all had the plan of how to wipe out America and part of the Western world to destroy Christianity. And the amazing thing is there's a group of people that's held strong in spite of all of that. And so we are now at a point in time when courage needs to be made again. We just got a warm-up call the last time. Now what they're pulling out here, they've already had a test of this new vaccine, and the rumors, the words out that it causes headaches within hours. I don't even, that's just all sorts of nightmares already starting again. This is not going to be good for people. And my guess is that those that took the VACs, well, what can I say? So here's here's what I'm going to lead to. Unfortunately with this, the liberal class cannot be lived with. And I'm not talking about the moderates that are trying to work together on immigration and this thing. I'm talking about the extreme left, leftists, and the globalists, okay? You people who hate this system, you people who are trying to force us to eat bugs, you people who believe in 15-minute cities because you truly believe that we are the problem on the face of this earth. We cannot coexist with you. We cannot. And I just want you to think about this for just a moment. You all willingly took the vax. Not one, not two, but all of them. Most of them. You took it, all of them. You have committed suicide. You did it by your own hand. God was there the whole time. You turned your back on God. If you want to understand what judgment looks like, you're looking at it. So the issue we have as people who love this nation, as people who are standing mightily with God, is we're going to pray for you. But unless you repent, you're on a one-way ticket to hell, and there's no stopping that. And we're not going to get in your way because you're so committed to destroying this country, you're going to destroy yourself. So we've got a bumpy road ahead here. But here's what we know: there is light at the end of the tunnel. Why? Because all of y'all that took most of these vaxes, you're going to be, de- you're going to be debilitated or dead, and it's going to be about five years out, and the whole problem's going to go away. So I would highly suggest. In a rather miraculous moment in the history of humankind, I would highly suggest that those of you out there that took the backs that are all ready to ramp up and wear your mask again and shoot another shot up, you might want to open the Bible and you might want to start reading and you might want to repent and you might want to get to know Jesus because the freight trains left that station and it's coming right at you and you were part of making it happen. And by the way, as far as spreading this nonsense, it ain't never going to happen again because we're absolutely going to tell you no. So the unfortunate part, and this is the part of the scenario that is fiction, but I want you to hear this fictitious story and think about it in reflection to where President Trump was. I want you to imagine being the President of the United States. I want you to imagine being President Trump for a minute. I want you to imagine that people come in that are your senior advisors and they say, Mr. President, you've tried to help people take the alternative cures, the media has taken over this fight, the American public, is now leaning towards a vax. And I would, if it was me, I would say something like this: how many people are going to be affected? And he would they would say something like, Well, Mr. President, by projections based on behavior that we have pretty well mapped out through sentiment and other activities, we can pretty much predict that there's going to be over 90% of the liberal class that will take the vax. There will be about 60% of the independents, depending on if they're leaning which way. And there'll be about 30% of your base. That'll leave for America, a core people that will resist this. But we have a potential of losing 200 million people. But the ones that will be left will be very loyal and patriotic to the Constitution. And what would I say as a president? Give them the vax. Patriots, this is a very ugly period in our history this is an ugly period in our history because we have a group of people that are absolutely so deeply brainwashed and we are trying hard. We are praying for them, but they are committing suicide and we need to understand that. We are not doing it to them. They are doing it to themselves. And why I say all this is you now have a responsibility. We have a responsibility of not only speaking truth more than ever, but holding the line because the pressure that's going to come in the coming weeks is going to be crazy. They're using these instances of Lahaina as a model of what they want to do for the rest of this nation. They just burned out an entire bloodline of people to sever them from their their rightful inheritance of the land, all for the sake of turning that into a 15-minute city, which they have their cheerleaders sitting in Portland, and they have them in San Francisco, and they have them in Chicago, Seattle, Atlanta, Boston, Washington, D.C., Houston, Dallas, These cancerous fools are all over the place. Austin, Texas, they're there. At least 14 cities are ready to go 15-minute cities and force people to eat bugs and eat genetically grown meat. That's right now. And Lahaina was the test run, and these people aren't saying a word. They don't want to look at the truth. So if you think for a minute that we can coexist with these people, you're wrong. It's not going to happen. Other than a God-level event, which I'm all about, I'll pray for it all day long, but on a daily basis, they are so bent and so hell-bent on trying to destroy this nation and enslave you and me, they will do anything. These are the same people that were going to, if your parents had been, if they had been in a place where their parents were going to be taken to an internment camp, they would have said, yeah, that was good because they didn't take the vaccine deserve it. This is the level of the programming we are dealing with, and it is not a programming of mass propaganda. It is a deep trauma-based programming, and these people are manipulated and controlled to such a degree that is literally they are willing to sacrifice their family, themselves, all because they believe that human beings are parasites on the planet. They believe it in every cell of their body. These are the same people that believe that children should be subjected to a choice of choosing gender after they they program them and screw them up. These are the same people that will escort their own children in to get their weenies cut off or their, their, their girl's breasts cut off. This is who these people are. And while I'm sure that there's people out here rolling their eyes and going, that's not very Christian because you need to for, pray for them to for, have them seek repentance and forgive. I'll pray for you all day long, but I'm not going to stop you to walk off that cliff. Because at this moment in time, there's a process here that's much greater, and this is God's hand in play, and this is truly what we look at here. I'm not going to step in the way of judgment because they are choosing this on their own. We are ultimately a people of free will. God gave us free will on this world. He gave us free will to choose which paths we would take. Would we come back to him or would we walk off on our own? We are trying, and I will tell you, we will continue to try to wake them up but I am not going to jump in the middle of this thing and try to sacrifice myself for some fool that wants to walk off the cliff and inject themselves with another round. That's their choice. And if they're going to be so blind as to not hear the truth and not want to hear the truth, that's greater than me. But what the bottom line is our nation and all of humanity is now at risk because of a group of people, which may be 3 million, it could be 10 million, but these Ideological fools, these people that are walking in this cult, are threatening the entire humanity for their insanity and their insidious ways of wanting to live. And humanity cannot bear the weight or the risk of having a few trying to steer the rest off onto a cliff. This is where we need greater courage than ever. And this is the hour. And this courage must be bold, it must be mighty, and it must be difficult because you cannot let these people walk away from their accountability of what they have done. That means the fight changes. The fight changes to an entirely new level where we are now at a place where we have to consider where the actual target is. We were very graceful, very, very graceful in the first part, understanding that clerks didn't really have a choice in all things that they were doing. We understood that the masters of power that they were dealing with were difficult, that they were given orders and instructions. And we were empathetic to that because, as we said, like we, we understand your job is at risk. We understand these things. But that has to change now because the people now have had plenty of time to make a choice, plenty of time to learn the truth, plenty of time to open up what they're saying, to understand that where we are right now is a critical time that we all must stand together and make choices for what's right in humanity. And if you're going to turn your back on logic, you're going to turn your back on truth and simply walk in the in the cult of fear You are literally in a place right now that is so dangerous for humanity that humanity can't afford you anymore. And unfortunately, that's where we are. So it is time that we take this fight to the ground, which it's getting here pretty quickly. It is now time that we have to confront people. And when you're in stores, when you're at the greeter, when you're walking around a store and some Covidian wants to tell you to mask up or take a shot, you have to confront them. You have to be honest with them. You have to tell them the truth and you have to make them understand that there's no possible way you're going to comply. And it will make them upset. It may trigger them. That's okay. And it's not something that we can stress about. It's not our problem anymore. We have the truth on our side. The facts have been literally been in a place where we have, they're in the public space. We understand the facts. We understand what we're faced with and we're not going to step down at all. And until we take that strong stand against them to have them understand, they're never going to get the message. We are in a critical moment. I want you to hear this piece right here. It's important. And I think the perspective is absolutely dead on.
3: This is a shout out to everybody that works a normal job. You're a cashier, you're a receptionist or whatever. Last time COVID came around, we kind of gave you guys a pass for trying to enforce the mask stuff because we knew it wasn't really coming from you. So we didn't want to ruin your day. Unfortunately, we can't do that this time because the government's going to push us around through you. So we have to push back through you. Unfortunately, we're not going to allow the need and desire to be cordial and polite to destroy the need for us to do smart things and avoid stupid things like putting something on your face that's not actually effective. So we I don't want to do this. No offense at all. But just so you know, we're not going to let it slide this time. Sorry about that. No offense. Only love for you. But you're going to catch these ideological hands. And what I mean by that is you're going to learn everything about masks, and how stupid what you're asking us to do is, and we're going to demand to talk to your higher-ups, and they're going to get educated too. That's the way it's going to work this time. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be real awkward. But you know what's more awkward? Doing dumb shit that doesn't work in mass. That's more awkward. So, sorry, not sorry, not happening. I hope I don't have to talk to you about it, but
0: I'm gonna. (laughs) That's it right there. This fight is going to ground. And this is truly the place where we are going to be pushing hard and we are not going to let up. And this is what you have to understand. We are ramping up for a war and the war takes many different forms. And the war of truth is the the sword that we are wielding right now. We are going to wield that sword of truth. And there is nobody out here that can stand in your way. People that need to start understanding that you don't get to control the narrative because you're a COVIDian, because you're a liberal fool, because you're an eco-freak. You don't get to control the narrative anymore. Done. Over. Cast that one out. It's down the road. Ran over it with my Jeep today. Smells like a skunk. Done. Not happening. So where we are right now is we are now controlling the narrative. We're taking the high ground. And the high ground is that we are not going to, family members, you want to talk about this or that, sorry, not happening. You're a dumb fool for taking the vax the first time, not happening. There's too many people that have died from this vax. And if we don't start honoring those dead to stand up and do the right thing to wake these people up or at least challenge them and put them back in the corner, we're not doing our job as watchers on the wall. That is what we've been called to do. We are the watchers on the wall. And this is literally where we have to start stepping in and being mighty and bold. This war is real. This war is causing casualties. It is it is it is literally fun to sit here and go, "Oh, I get to do memes and oh, I get to do that." There's people dying. 2000 children are missing. In Lahaina, where, and it's like, where did they go? Did they swim to Hawaii? Did they swim to the mainland? No, they're dying. They're dead. They've already been incinerating their bodies. They're incinerating any evidence of the DNA that ever existed there so that they sever their right to the land so they can take the land and turn this place into a 15 minute city where the elites get to laugh and watch all the fools go in and imprison themselves in an internment camp. That's what we're look, that's what we're looking at. And this is not going to fly anymore. We have to understand our red lines. Where are your red lines? What is it that you are willing, what is it in your life that you believe in so much that you're willing to sacrifice everything to defend? Because we're here, folks. There's no more gray space. You don't get to walk in the middle line. You don't get to mow the the medium in between while one side's on one fence and one side's on the other. And you're like, well, they look kind of funny. Well, they look kind of funny. I'm just going to stay here in the middle. That's not here anymore only thing that's going to happen in the middle is like a dew weapon go right down the middle and turn you into a pile of ash and make you smell like burnt bacon. That's what will happen. But this thing's completely different now. This war is real. They're coming back in our homes. They're coming back at our kids. And please, for the love of God, I mean what I say. I say that with the fullness of my heart. Get your kids out of public school. If you don't think this war is going to ramp up against the kids, you're fooling yourself. Get your children out of public school. Don't waste time, get it done. If you are having trouble homeschooling, my goodness, there's so many people out here that have great hearts that can help, communities that are coming together. But we gotta get them out of public school. Kids are gonna be the target and we can't let this happen anymore. We are here primarily, we have to protect the children and the little ones. We have to step into the true commission that God gave us. First and foremost, protect the little ones. And this war is real. I mean, how many times do we have to say that? I'm going to say it probably a thousand times before we're through with this week. But the war is ramping up. They're coming at us. And the only way we're going to get through this is coming together. I don't care if you're a Democrat, unless you're a stupid liberal, then just please repent before you come in, because you're going to stink of that stupid stuff you were done doing before, and we don't have any room for it. But we're seeing the coming together of people that love this nation. That's the most important part. And the people that are sitting here with a balanced point of view, no, I don't necessarily agree with everything that good American liberals think about, nor are they going to agree with everything that I stand for. But one thing I know because I've lived it, when we come together with people for the heart of this nation, the heart of our children, and the heart of what we're trying to preserve and build, we have a great conversation. We can agree that we don't agree on certain areas, but we can always find a way through it. But when we're dealing with cult ideological People that are so jacked up on their idea that everybody has to be like them. You don't belong in this nation. You don't belong part of us. That's not who we were built on. But I'm sure we can find a boat to send you to Venezuela, China, Indonesia, middle of Africa, send you to Congo. Heck, you can start digging out the cobalt cobalt over there, freeing up a few children so we get more cobalt for our phones. And we can do it with American liberal label, labor. I would love that. That'd be great. Where'd you get your cobalt for your, for your Tesla? Well, actually, it was a radical leftist that I sent over there and he dug the cobalt for me. He's not very happy, but now he's got to dig the cobalt instead of the kids. Win-win! I see it all over. This is great. But We are literally at a place right now where we as Americans have to stand up and be bold. We have to knock off this apathy. We have to, in our families, it begins inside of our families in the walls and speak truth to these people. You don't have to be vicious. My dad had the greatest saying always, velvet covered mallet, and he was a master at it. He could take the most vicious, nasty customer. And by the time he left, they would be smiling and not realize until a bit later later, that my dad smacked them with the truth they had to face the fact that they were idiots, and they didn't get upset about it. That's, that's a walk that we've learned in parables. Go read parables and learn how Jesus spoke to his people. But the fact of the matter is that we literally have to stand up for truth. Nothing gets left on the table, and we absolutely do not waver or bow. You know, i mean, hearing this other's perverted Christianity. It's like, well, we must be compassionate. I'll be compassionate all day long. I'm still going to stand for truth and not let you step on me or tell me lies. I'll have empathy for your stupidity. I'll pray for you to have wisdom. But if you're being an idiot, I'm going to tell you so. And if you're being a fool and you're walking against everything that God intended us to be, I'm not going to stand for that. I'm not going to let you walk over my faith. I'm not going to let you walk over our God. This is what David did. He stood up to Goliath because Goliath defamed his God. And what happened to Goliath? Well, he's dead. His head got cut off and the army fled to the, fled to the mountains. And then were pursued and all of them slaughtered. So it had a pretty happy ending because the problems were removed. We are in a biblical time. It is time for us to act as we are intended, as the children of the Most High. Be mighty. Be fierce. Be truthful. You can be compassionate. But most of all, keep our eyes on those children and raise them up and protect them because these evil hordes, which are including those that want to eat bugs and those that all want to eat that fake beef and want to force you into a 15-minute city and force you into walking around and driving a Tesla. Those people don't care about the kids. They're going to tell you that they get a choice. Those people are going to defend the fact that a child can have sex at any age he wants. Those people are going to defend the fact that a child of three years old can have an abortion. And if you don't find the problem with that and start understanding that those people are straight up evil, we're not going to get through this. And so as much as I hate to say this, we are now at that place our founding fathers were. And I'm speaking to all that side out there, all you COVIDian fools, all you people that are pushing for transgenderism, all that LGBTQ community, lesbians and gays stressing that with big flashing lights, they don't want to stand up for what's right and speak truth to power and know that you're wrong, that you're living a corrupted lifestyle and that you're all dealing with pedophiles within your ranks and probably within your home. When we're not facing truth, then I have to say these words. Enemies in war, in peace, friends. But patriots, we are at war. So buckle up because we've got a pretty heavy time coming ahead of us, fast and furious. You cannot bow. And we need the passion of Jesus Christ in our hearts and to stand up to this, to speak truth to power and to walk this forward and defy everything these people do because they are coming for us. And if we don't, if we let this line flex or bow, They will take a hundred steps when you think they're going to take one. They never stop. They are not going to stop until you and your children become property of them and they get to use your children for toys and hand puppets. And I'm going to guarantee you, because the mentality of these people would be very happy having your skin on a lampshade in their room. They are Nazis at the core. Understand that. And they may not identify as that. They may not want to see them as that. But that's how corrupted and how sick these people are. So understand this war. We are dealing with an enemy that has no passion, compassion for you, and has absolute desire of one thing, destroy everybody in their way and submit them to lick their boot. And there is no way that's happening. Not with me, and I hope not with you. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we come to you today, humbled, but on fire with the passion of Jesus. Father, this is a day of flipping tables, and we are ramping up to flip a lot of tables. We cannot anymore stand by on the side as we watch these fools try to roll in things that are anti-human, anti-child, and try to su- submit us to their feet as if we are going to be willful slaves to their empire stupid. So, Father, we just ask for the lighting of the fires of passion for Jesus within every heart that's here tonight and every heart that hears this, to ignite the passion of kingdom, to know that our true mission, our primary goal in all things we do, our primary commission given to us by God and by you, God, and by kingdom is to protect the little ones. And we have even been told by Jesus, and unless we have the heart of a child, we're never entering into kingdom. Well, Father, I would say tonight my heart is probably not that of a child, but of, a, but of an adult of a male that's on fire, that wants to stop this evil. And I will do so with the greatest power of prayer and, and forgiveness in my heart. But I will not bend that line to somebody that wants to crush a child and take back take away our liberties, which you gave us. So, Father, in this moment, we ask for your guidance and clarity in each and every step we make. The rising of the war, the warriors of Christ are here. And as all of creation groans awaiting for the awakening of the children of God, Romans eight nineteen, we are here, Father, watching this happen, and we are standing up in the authorities given to us to say no more. We rebuke this, we push it back, and with the mightiness of all authorities given to us, we are declaring that this evil be banished and taken away. Let them be presented to the courts of heaven and be judged in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. You have to have it, patriots, the fire in your belly. You got to have it. There's too much threat now to our nation and to our families and to our children. And we are the line. There isn't another line. There isn't another wave of soldiers coming. There isn't some magical army that's going to come crawling out of the bowels of the earth or come flying down from space or crawling in from the ocean. It's us. We have always been the plan. We have always been that line. We have come a long ways in three years, four years. We are here. We've stepped into these greater authorities now, accepting that God will guide us as we step into the power of the creation force that God gave us to share with him and all things through him. But there is no way that we can turn our back on things like what happened in Lahaina with thousands of children gone and dead. That makes 9-11 look like preschool. This was a sacrifice that they did at an unprecedented level because they kill children for power. They kill children to disrupt the force of creation itself. And we are the stewards of this earth. And so our prayers and our mightiness now in this hour isn't an option. It's what's called to our hearts by heaven itself. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Keep your prayers up for Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, please. Keep your prayers up for Lahaina, please. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out for now.
2: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty.